on that trophy. Second season running, that she's done so in the colours of Manchester City. Oh, lovely footwork there from Weah! A special goal in a special game from Caroline Weah. That is world class. That is outstanding. A worldie from Weah. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of MCW Fancast. I'm Emma, thanks for listening. On this week's show we're joined by Dave and Paul as we look ahead to the weekend and the big Manchester derby at the Academy Stadium on Sunday in the WSL. A hugely anticipated game in front of a sellout crowd at the Academy Stadium. Hopefully it'll be one to remember rather than one to forget. It's being billed as a must-win for City. Um... I kind of feel as though we're in this in underdogs at the moment. United fans feel like they're going to win it. But I think it's all to play for. But we definitely need to come away with the three points if we want to ensure that we remain in the mix for those Champions League spots. I'm Lauren Hemp and you're listening to MCW Fancast. I'm joined by Dave and Paul this week for this week's episode. How are you both keeping? Are you both well? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Feeling a lot more chipper about things over the last few weeks. Seems to have turned a corner, so my mood's improved somewhat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, same here. It's nice to speak to you again. And uh, as Paul says there, things are looking a little bit better than they were six, seven weeks ago. Let's obviously get stuck in with our sort of review on Chelsea. Um, how are you feeling, Dave, obviously following the full-time result 1-0? Well, we spoke about it last week that we thought, you know, we'd have to be at it. And I mean, the fact that, I mean, I went on Sunday and the fact that you're coming away from the game, I was a little bit disappointed we didn't get something out of it, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think Chelsea were at full pelt, but they were still still a very good side, obviously. And then first half, they were the better side and they got the goal. But I thought second half, the more it went on, they were thinking, well, they could, could, didn't want to push too much and lose what they had because it was crucial to them that they won the game, obviously, because they play Arsenal this week and they want to, you know, overtake them. Uh, and the chances we created towards the end, especially when Caroline broke through, if she'd have got the cross in, I'm sure Ellen would have uh, edited it in the net and we, we could have possibly come away with a point at the end. So I was a little bit disappointed, which in a way is probably a good thing. Because, you know, you look at uh, earlier in the season when I went to Arsenal, I got a good idea and we weren't in the game. Um, you know, to, to, to go away to Chelsea and, you know, be a little bit unlucky to not at least take a point, I thought, overall, um, is a positive. You know, I uh, thought we could have played better first half, so it wasn't all positive. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was a decent game. Yeah, I mean, Gareth, Gareth spoke about a game of two halves. Uh, did it mm-hmm. kind of feel like that for you, Paul? Do you feel that City were the better side in this one? I thought there wasn't much in it, and I think that shows where we've where we've come over the last few weeks because, you know, we, we've been nowhere near Chelsea or Arsenal earlier in the season, but there was nothing in that game. And Dave's absolutely right. You know, we we should have should have and could have come away with a point there. Uh, I mean, their for, their goal was a really well taken goal, great header. You know, a nice cross, great header. Nothing you can do about that. That was you know quality, and they are a quality side, as Dave rightly says. Um, but I think the fact that we were so close to them and we could have took at least a point out of them and they were struggling in the second half because, you know, they, they, were, they were kept falling back to try and protect that lead. And we just didn't have quite enough quality up front to take the chances. And I think that's been the story of this season a little bit. You know, we, we create loads and loads of chances, 
but we don't put them all away. You know, some of them are, you know, really guilt-edged chances for me, and we just don't quite put them away. So the, if we can start knocking the chances that we create, particularly from the, the wide players, then I think, we, you know, we, you know we, we can compete with, with Chelsea and Arsenal, and that's where we're at at the moment. That's where we should be. So we've no excuses anymore. We've got most of our top players back, and we competed really well against uh, Chelsea, and I agree totally with Dave's analysis. I think in the second half, we were much the better side, but we've got to come out of the traps a bit quicker, and we've certainly got to do that against United. Because if we if we if we have the lots of days go first half we had against Chelsea, then we'll be in trouble. I mean, it was a, a relatively early start from Chelsea in terms of getting off the mark. I mean, I think it was about fifteen minutes into the game. Uh, Jess Carter with the assist, like you said, Guru with the header, and you know you couldn't do anything about it. But I think. We, we kind of allowed Chelsea to have a lot of the ball. But again, the second half, we seem to be able to have that bit more of possession. We looked a bit more like we had that intensity in our play. And, and like you said, we were creating our opportunities. I think in the last 20 minutes or so, we certainly upped that intensity and we looked as though we could have found that equaliser. Was it just a bit frustrating in the end, Dave? It was, yeah, because I feel, like I said earlier, I think as the game went on and it stayed nil-nil, I think they're the ones who had everything to lose and we had nothing to lose there because we were losing. But they couldn't afford to not take those three points. I think, you know, I was speaking to their fans before the game and it's a big, big week for Chelsea, you know, with us and Arsenal within the space of a few days. So I think as the game went on, they were starting to think, right, well, we can hold on to it. We've got the points. We've done the job at 1-0. We don't have to score four or five. We've got three points and we can start looking towards the next game in Friday. And that's why I think they sort of, retreated back a little bit a second half and we pushed on and as Paul said you know we created chances if we had just had a little bit more clinical finishing or a little bit of a better delivery into the box I'm thinking of the Caroline chance specifically at the end towards the end but there was other chances as well it wasn't the easiest of conditions it was a very I was at the game it was a very very swirly wind that was blowing and so it was you know both teams struggled with it in phases of the game as well so it didn't that didn't help for it being a uh, a clear flowing game. So it wasn't a clear flowing game. And we said last week, I mean, there tends to be a lot of goals when we play them at our place, but it always seems to be quite tight at, down at Kings Meadow, you know, close games either way. And it was another one of them. And I honestly came out of the ground and thought, yeah, I was a bit frustrated. I was a bit, because I thought we could have got something. We could have got a point out of that game, definitely. But the performance was their second half. But as Paul rightly said, and we said it last week, you've got to hit the ground running right from the start against these top sides. And we certainly need to do it on Sunday. We need to come out and hit the ground running from, from minute one. Um, we saw some early changes, really, if you, you know, if you look at Gareth in his form. Um, obviously, Julie Blackstead, again, was in the mix. She came on about 60 minutes or so for Jess Park. And then Lasada also came on for Bunny Shaw. Are we quite surprised that, Buddy was took off and Ella wasn't brought on earlier in the game? Possibly, possibly. The first half maybe could have made changes at half time, right? But he probably, you know, got into them at half time and said we'll give it another 15 and see how it goes. What I will say is the two that you've mentioned there who came on did play exceptionally well once they came on as well and could well have played themselves into contention for starting on Sunday because um, I like the look of Blackstead. The, the little two little cameos now that we've seen of her, uh, I've been we've been impressed. She certainly not like to take a player on uh, and as an attack mindset. You can see that in her. So 
I know we've only seen her for what 10 minutes maybe against Spurs and then like half an hour or so on Sunday but yes I like the look of her and I thought Vicky looked good when she come on as well so we've, we said it last week it's fantastic if you're going to have to have these options at last where he can change and chop and rotate and, and make changes in games his bench is now quite strong so you know you can see how the game's going and think right well I'll put so and so on early in the season he didn't have those options and, and that's a big big positive yeah, I, I'm sure Paul will probably agree with that as well. I mean, who stood out for you on the day? Well, I, I thought uh, Blatstead when she came on was great. I, I think I think the whole the whole team were pretty were pretty solid. It's good to see Lucy Bronze back. You know, she's playing coming back into the sort of form we would expect from a world class player. Um, you know, I, I always like George Stanway. You know, the fact that she can stay on the field given that she's always playing on the edge. Is is good, but she's she's banging form at the moment, and we look at a different side when we've got uh you know Caroline Weir in as well. I think she she's always 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 going to do something, and I like Bunny. I like Bunny up front. I think Bunny brings something new. I think it's been a weird season for Ellen because she walks into that England team, she scores goals for fun, and we don't seem to quite know what to do with her. You know, we don't <laughs> play her. You know, given that she's England's number one all time goal scorer. You know, you would think she would be playing every week, but she's she's almost like a fringe player at times. And it's like we don't quite know how to play to her strengths. Now, I'm not being critical of her because I think what she does as a world-class striker, dragging defenders around, is often unseen. But ultimately, she's there to score goals. And she hasn't scored that many goals this season. Yeah, so we do, we do have a strange sort of, we don't quite know what to do with England's best striker going on. And I think that's something Gareth needs to address. For her sake, and I think for the team's sake as well. I think um, if you compare them side by side, Bunny and um, Ellen, especially with what they contributed to the Chelsea game, they are two very different players. I mean, Ellen White, you know, she came on, she was rallying the players, rallying the team. Come on, let's, you know, let's get someone out of this game. And, you know, she had that intensity. She was pressuring, you know, pressuring Chelsea's back line, pressuring the goalkeeper, AKB. And, you know, I thought, oh, could Ellen just nick something cheeky here? You know, I always felt like she could. And, and I think that's what she gives. She gives us that little bit of intensity and has so much more to a game. I love what she brings to City. I do think she, you know, probably herself, if she, you know, analysed her own performance, she'd probably want a little bit more return. And I think, you know, she could probably feel a bit frustrated. But... I do love what she brings in so many other ways to that city side. I, I I totally agree, but I just think, given that she's so good and she can always nick something, we don't seem to be playing into that as much as we possibly could. Especially when we've got two two of the best wingers in 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 Europe at the moment, because I think Jess Park's on fire, and yeah. on the other side, you, you know, you you, you know, you, you've got an absolute world class winger, you know, and and it, I just sometimes think. We could just do a little bit more of her because she is so good. And but I totally agree. She does bring uh, leadership and a real smart attitude to playing up front that is priceless for us at times um, because she's brilliant at. I, 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 she scares defenders to death, and that's what you want from her. You to death. <laughs> but as you say, Bunny brings that physicality that we've never had really at, at, at City. You know, she's a and the thing about Bunny, and, I, I, and I'm sure, I don't know how Dave feels about it, when you look how good she is, with you know, she's got great touch, great, you know, she holds the ball up brilliantly. She's got lots of, she's not just a big unit. She's a really, really skillful player. 
And I think that re- that she's a great signing for us because she just brings some, an, something added. But she can play the style that we play. She can pass the ball. She can hold it up. Uh, she can scare people and she can score goals. Um, you know, some of her goals have been re- really well taken. They're not just her bullying the keeper. It's her knocking in a really, really good chance. Yeah, yeah she's, a, she's a top-class finisher. I agree with you there, Paul, because uh, we look at the goals she scored last week against um, Tottenham. Yeah, and the way she took them and you know made it look easy almost, and it's not easy as you know. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. She's a really good finisher. What I would like to say, I mean, if we, before we move on from the Chelsea game, when we talk about performances, um, obviously we were all hoping Steph would be fit, and she wasn't. Uh, Ruby Mace was outstanding, absolutely outstanding on Sunday. She did, you know, she to play against the Chelsea side that you know, arguably the best in the league. I know they're only second at the moment, but. The way she played, Ruby, was that, I mean, we, as you know, we do a poll on the OSC as well, and she walked that. I think she got over 70% because as player of the match, and rightly so, she was outstanding. What, what a fantastic performance it was from her. So there's another positive we can take from it. Well, that, 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 I totally agree, Dave. And that, that, there's a thing on, I think it's on, on Twitter, it might be on, on, on the OSC um, feed as well, where she, she runs back. And tracks a Chelsea, a really good Chelsea player back, and just 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 basically nicks the ball off in the penalty area. Yeah. Now, you know that she's eighteen. She, I think she's the best young signing we've made for some time. She's outstanding. And somebody, my daughter said to me, "Why isn't she in the England in the twenty threes? And I said, "It's actually better for her to be in the development squad because more Manley's running the develop, development squad, and yeah. she's one of the best coaches in the, in 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 Europe for young players." So Ruby Mays being coached by more manly in an England setup with Keating as well in that setup, I think it's brilliant. And I, I totally agree. I think she's been, she looks to the man of born. You know, some players, you, you, they just they go on the pitch, you know, in, in the men's game and in the women's game. And you just think it's like they've been playing in that, at that level all their lives. And that's where Ruby Mays is. I thought she was outstanding against Chelsea. I really thought she was, her and Alice Green were absolutely brilliant. You know, they they really kept the the Chelsea uh, front line, which is very important, as we know, kept them under control for huge parts of that game. Very impressive. But she will be an England regular, in my view. I I think, you know, by... I agree. I I think she'll be playing for England as one of our, you know, absolute regular starters. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think, you know, she's almost waited, you know, a little bit longer than everyone else to obviously, you know, get her minutes and get her opportunity. And and she's really rising to that. And I think, you know, I don't think there's anyone that hasn't been impressed by what she's contributed so far. And it certainly is something to look forward to in terms of the future. Her growth, her development will obviously come with time. But, you know, you you can see it within her. You know, she has got the makings of being a, a top, top player. And, um, you know, especially to to play in a centre-back position and do as well as she did, you know, she was, you know, she made the odd mistake here and there, but overall the performance was absolutely phenomenal. And like you said, to be up against that Chelsea, you know, that attacking threat and to be, to make those decisions and split decisions, like, like you said, tracking back. Was it Kerr? I think it was Kerr, wasn't yeah. it? She just nicked it off a, off a, yeah, off a I mean, last ditch. I mean, it was absolutely brilliant. You, you know, you're watching it. It's almost in slow motion, but it was pre- so precise. It was unbelievable. And, you know, they're, they're big moments in games like that as well. And she certainly rose to the occasion. Yeah, definitely. It's great to have uh, good young players like that. I know how highly she was thought of by the Arsenal fans because I spoke to them earlier in the season as well when she was there and Birmingham. Um mm-hmm. But we've not really seen it in any great 
length and you know seen little cameos in the first half of the season when she's played sort of a few Conte Cup games but the last few games I think she's really shone and to say that we didn't miss Steph I didn't think that's a compliment in itself because we were all worried about Steph not playing last week is what we were talking about she didn't make it Ruby played and she was man of the match so or player of the match I should say so fantastic one of the things I would say about Ruby as well she's a brilliant passer of the ball she's really comfortable on the ball she passes out of defence which plays to the sort of st- system we like to play, which is play out of defence. She's a really comfortable passer of the ball and, and moving it around the back. You know, she, she looks, you know, she's not phased when players close her down. She just moves it to Greenwood or Bronze or, um, you know, Demi Stokes, you know, or into the midfield. So massive plus. And as you said, Eva, I, th- I think the Arsenal fans have got it that she went because I think they regarded her as their future uh, mm-hmm. centre-half. Um, but she's, she's obviously had a look at the City set-up and thought, I want to train here. I want to be in this setup uh, with some of the best coaches uh, around and in a really good setup. So, you know, well done to, um, you know, City for not only signing her, but signing Blackstead as well, who's, who's a highly regarded player across Europe. And as mm-hmm. you said, yeah, I think certainly next season will be a regular starter for City. I mean, she had one of the highest completion pass rates and she had probably one of the highest touches of any player on the pitch. You know, she was well involved and and she did look really comfortable on the ball as well. And it's just so pleasing and a a massive positive. So obviously carry forward into, you know, big games coming up, such as the derby. Um, It'll obviously help her grow in confidence too. And it's just pleasing all around. It is. It's going to only help grow confidence, especially after the, 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 the trials and tribulations of the first half of the season where we've not had choices and we've not had um, players in form and all, everyone, all these injuries and not being able to rotate when he's wanted. You know, we've said it many times, but it is a massive part of the game. And, you know, it's now this, this is now the business end of the season. It starts here now. We need to put a run together and we need to start getting yeah. some points on the board. Yeah, so uh, let's look ahead to Sunday then. Manchester Derby, uh, the first Manchester Derby professionally that we'll have at the CFA sold out. So expecting a, a good crowd as well, hopefully all being well. Um, the highest recorded attendance at the CFA uh, was actually the, in 2016 in September when we won against Chelsea and it was the, the game mm. where we went on and lifted the WSL as well, the trophy. Uh, secured it at that game. Goals from Jill Scott and Tony Duggan, very rememberable for <laughs> for uh, City fans, I'm sure. Um, so for that game, it was 4,096. I think we could smash that. I think so. I think if you've sold out and they've got standing behind the goals, uh, that's the WSL record, as you say. I think we actually had more in the ground when England played there. And if you remember, we played a Continental Cup final, which technically was neutral. We played Birmingham, but it was in there. And that might have been a higher crowd. But as you say, that Chelsea one's our record WSL crowd. I think that definitely goes. I think that's beaten. Yeah. And possibly some of the other records for the actual stadium will get beaten as well, if, if both ends behind the goals are as full as they're saying they are. Which will be great. That's what we want. Yeah. You know, you know, that's we want a full a full CFA should be a really great atmosphere. Um, uh, you know, five, six thousand people, you know, in a small stadium like that, you know, but full, that should create a fantastic atmosphere for the game on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to that. I was at the England game, that England game that you're talking about, and I think it was I think it was about eight thousand on because it did yeah, opened it, it out. Played- They've played China and Canada, and I'm not sure specifically of the actual crowds on those nights. China was quite a few years ago. I think it might have been around about 2016 as well. 
Um, it was rocking that night, you know. You know, with that, yeah, it was. Well, I went to the, I went. I didn't go to the Canada game. I can't remember why. I did go to the China one, and I'm pretty sure that. And then the when the day they opened the Academy Stadium, which I think was very early 2015, the EDS lads team played a, one of their Champions League qualifiers game against Schalke, and I believe there was eight thousand there that day, and it was before a first team men's game, so everyone went. You know what I mean? They got a really good crowd, and that could well be the actual stadium record. But as Emma says, in terms of WSL games, it's that Chelsea one when we clinch the title. So I'm pretty sure some of those records might fall on uh, if they're right about this crowd. And I'm really looking forward to that. I am as too. I, I mean, I remember the Canada game fondly. I can't remember the exact attendance, but I just remember the atmosphere being absolutely incredible. And if we can get anywhere sort of near that sort of uh, vibe, it will just be incredible because I, I think when the Academy Stadium is full, it's such a fantastic place to be. And, you know, it's a derby. If you can't get an atmosphere for a derby, when are you going to get one? <laughs> well, look, let, let, let's, be, let's, be, let's be absolutely crystal clear about this. This is a, the biggest game of our season. This is the biggest game. This will define our season one way or another, and it will define their season. So everything, it, it, we've got a huge amount riding on this. If we don't win this game, we are, you know, we, if they win, they get, the, I think they go to Europe. If we win, we're back in the mix to go third and go into Europe. It's as big as that. So if, if this what the one time where all the fans need to get behind the team, that, you know, Sunday is the day, Sunday lunchtime is the day where we need to be absolutely behind the team because there is so much riding on this. Uh, if we win, we are right back in, and as Dave says, we're then in a position to go on a run because I think I think we can beat anyone else in the league apart from United, Chelsea, and Arsenal. I think all the other teams are so beatable, and and as you, as as we've seen when we thrashed, you know, Tottenham, who we were actually two points ahead of us in in the, in the table, and we absolutely murdered them in the, in the, in the Conti Cup. I mean, it was that was one of the most one-sided games I've ever seen. So massive game. So the atmosphere needs to match it for me. Yeah, I mean, Lauren Hemp spoke earlier in the week about fans being the difference, and it's and it certainly can be the difference in games like this. It can, definitely. An atmosphere like that in there. I mean, it was fantastic that time I played in the Etihad to get 31,000. That was a brilliant achievement by everybody. Um, and it was, you know, I want those things to be every now and then. We don't want, you know, a one-off like that every now and then. It's great. The atmosphere that day was fantastic. We were worried that a half-empty Etihad Stadium could have affected it. It didn't. It was great. But the, the, the long-term goal, I'm pretty sure what the club has got to be, let's try and fill out the Academy Stadium on a regular basis. Let's let's get 5,000 plus 6,000 fans in that Academy Stadium. As you said, Emma, then the atmosphere takes care of itself then almost. Mm. Because 6,000 people in there will be a great atmosphere. And the story, you know, a derby, so you've got away fans. You know, it, it should take care of itself, the atmosphere, and it, it should be really jumping, and, and it's the time to really get behind the side. I don't think anyone needs telling that for a derby. I think it, it just yeah. happens. And But there's more than just it being a derby riding on this. As we said, these three points now to this Sunday are crucial because we win the, this game, we're only two points behind them, and we've played Arsenal, Chelsea and United. Yeah. We played them both, all three of them, sorry, tw- you know, twice. So, you know, there are still decent sides to beat. Don't get me wrong, you know, Reading are having a good season and Tottenham are above us, as Paul just said. So, you know, it, it's not the end of the story if we win on Sunday, but it, it can be the start of it yeah. and, and it's crucial. But if they win, it's a, it's a long way back for us, really, even if we put a great run together after that. So, yeah, massive, massive game. 
like I said, it 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 is more than just bragging rights. This game, I mean, you know, it's it's a must win, really, if we want to ensure that we're in the mix, as you say, competing uh, and fighting for that third place finish. I mean, it's disappointing that we're in this position as it is, but you know, it, it is important that we we look strong and we give a strong performance and a strong account of ourselves on Sunday. And obviously with so many positives, I mean, you know, we've won eight of the last 10 games across all competitions. I mean, that's a much better position to be in when you look at sort of where we were in terms of the front end of the season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the performances have been good as well. We spoke last week how well they played against Arsenal, for instance, take that game. Arsenal top of the league, the best team in the country. You know, um, there's no false positions at this time of the season. They're top. Uh, and, we, you know, we were a minute away from beating it, and deservedly so, as we said last week, we played very well that day. And that's the sort of, we've got to reach those heights again on Sunday. We've got to play like we played. And to be fair to us, I think, uh, other than a couple of Conti Cup games against them, we have raised our games, in, we have played well in the derbies over the years, and we've got some good results. Um, the two home games uh, good, and we actually played quite well there this season in, in the 2 all. if you consider, you know, we had Georgia sent off quite early as well in that game. Um, you know, we just need to that sort of performance again. And I, I'm confident we can beat them on Sunday. I really am. Well, so I mean, that two all, you know, we had half a team out and, and then we were down to 10, 10 women, at, you know, very early on. Mm. And we still got, we still ground a draw out there. And, 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 you know, the reality is that Mark Skinner's done a great job at, at United. He's, he's, he's got them playing to a system, but they ain't got much past their first 11. They're a young team. They're relatively inexperienced, and I, I've never been a fan of Mary Earps in goals either. So I, I think we need, as if we can get out the out the come out quickly, pressure them, push them back, and really get on top of them. I think we can win this game. Um, it's not going to be easy because they're a decent side, but I think we've got much more experience. You know, we're going to be putting out a assuming if Mayor's plays. At least ten internationals will be will be in our team. We sh- we should have more guile, more experience, more know how to win that game. But you know we've got we've got to really get at them quickly because if we don't and if we let them settle, they're a decent side and there's some really dangerous players in that team, particularly going forward. I think they're rocky at the back. I think that I don't think their back four is that great, and I don't think the keepers that great. So I think we've got to go at them. And be confident that we've got quality right through that side. You know, we've got nine of the England team at the moment, and most of them will be playing. You know, we've we've brought in really good quality players. Now is the time for them to step up. With you know the crowd right behind them and playing as the extra player, which they know is going to be there. And I think we've got all the tools to beat United, but we can't let we can't let them settle because if they do. You know they can they can hit us on the break and they can score goals. I mean, United are enjoying a bit of good form themselves. Obviously, they've just played Chelsea. They've played Arsenal. Arsenal, the most recent result was a one-all draw uh, earlier in the season. They beat Arsenal one-nil, so they they are really bridging their gap in terms of you know getting those results against those bigger sides and and you know putting in you know really good performances as you said as with a good young squad um Mark Skinner has you know changed the mentality of the team and gotten believing that they can you know win these games 
it's it's gonna be really important that we got off to a really strong start and we play a controlled and dominant game um that we know how to do but i think what it's going to come down to like you sort of touched on before paul is when those opportunities come along we've got to find the clinical edge 100 percent. yeah I, I agree with what paul said as well i think you know the weaker side of their team is their defensive side uh the strongest you know strongest of ours is our attack you know let's let's let defense be in the best form of attack let's go at them and and give everything we've got uh, uh, and like you say, a little bit more clinical finishing is needed. Maybe this is the game where we started. Well, we certainly, I mean, we've got one of the one of the best players in the, certainly in this league in Lauren Hemp, one of the best creators and one of the best footballers who who can make things happen both for herself and for others. Um, Jess Part recently on the other side has been doing exactly the same in the last few games as well. So I want to see a really positive team. Uh, and really go at them from the first first whistle and, you know, make them uh, worry about us rather than the other way around and play our game. Yeah, we, 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 we've got quality players right across the park. You know, most of them are full internationals that we're turning out and we've got four or five full internationals sat on the bench. Some of them are really, really quality players. So we, I, I would personally would play Bunny. I would start Bunny and just let her cause some mayhem up. On, in their back four and, and Mary Apes, who I think is a weak keeper. Uh, I know I know she plays for England, but I, I just don't rate her at all. Um, and so I think we, she needs to get amongst them um, and let Lauren and, and Jess ca- cause mayhem. And I think if we can control the midfield, which I think we've got the quality to do, then, you know, our back four is rock solid for me, you know, and we've got England's number one keeper back. So, you know, at the back, I think we're, you know, we, we, can, we can manage their firepower but I think we need to really, really test their defence early on. If we get an early goal, I think we, you know, we could we could kick on and and, and win relatively easily. But if it, if it turns into a war of attrition, you know, they've got the sort of uh, firepower up front to really sort of hit us on the break. So we've got to we've got to um, we've got as you said, we've got to make them think about us and feel. Yeah. And I think we can do that because I, I'm looking at that team now. I mean, we absolutely battered. Tottenham and they were above us in league I mean that was it was embarrassing to watch that game from a, if you were a Spurs fan they were awful but we made them look awful that's the thing sometimes you forget with a good team like ours that, that you make good teams look bad because you play so well um, and the other thing that I think that, that's really important for us to remember um, as City fans is like the men's team we score goals from all over we don't just rely on the strikers our midfield score goals, even our back four chip in with goals. You know, so we score goals from everywhere. Yeah, so, we've had a really good spray of goals this season. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, it, it, it might come down to a George Stanway 30 yarder. Oh, it might come down to, you know, Bunny, you know, getting on the end of a decent corner. It might come down to Caroline Weir doing another worldie. You know, it might be. Um, Jess Pass, but Knox went in, or, or you know, they, they come from everywhere. And I think that's really important for us as a team because that makes other teams think, well, I can't just mark the striker because if I mark the striker, Caroline Wheel nipping, or George Stanwell nipping, or, you know, Jessel nipping, or, you know, it, it, people are just nipping from all over the place. And I think that's, that's really important for us as a team. That, that that's what I think we have that perhaps they don't have 
just got to let the players do the talking and <laughs> hope we get the result. Well, yeah, and and that do you know something? The one you know we we've talked about this season. It's been a strange season, but the one thing I would never criticize the players for is their attitude. In the midst of the absolute chaos that we've had for the, certainly the first sort of half of the season, you know the fact that George Stanway had the shirt made up just playing goal tells you all you need to know about that team. None of us as fans, we, you know, we might be disappointed with what's happened, you know, and there's lots of reasons why it's happened. But the one thing I would never level at our squad and our players, they've never given up, they've never shown a bad attitude, and they've always given it 100%, even when they're playing way out of position. And, you know, that's why as fans we love that team, because we know they're committed to the club. We know that when fans, particularly when they go away and, you know, you're getting home at 2 o'clock in the morning from from Chelsea, you're not getting off the coach thinking, well, you know, they robbed us there. You know, they give it everything, and that's really important, and that's what why we should be proud of them and be confident in a derby they're going to step up. I absolutely think they will step up, and I think as fans we've got to just get behind them and hopefully, you know, spur them on and get that result as well. I think we've all got an important part to play on Sunday. Oh, you've got me going now, guys. I want to go now. I want to get there now. <laughs> Just before we finish the podcast, a quick one on Chloe Kelly, who the club have announced today has signed a new three-year deal. Speaking on her signing that deal, she said the best is yet to come. I absolutely believe her as well. Yeah, fantastic. I'm, I'm over the moon with that, honestly, that she signed that. This, we've spoke about it before. I mean, it's such a, such a terrible injury to get when she had it. She was absolutely flying last season. And I noticed she was at the Tottenham game and she was interviewed at half-time. I don't know if you saw it. She was getting interviewed next to the pitch at half-time. And she stated herself she's never played in front of us as fans yet, which is unbelievable. You know, she can't wait to get back playing and playing in front of the crowds because obviously last season when she was playing and playing so well, it was when we weren't allowed in the grounds. And, you know, and she missed out on the Olympics because of it. She's missed out on all this season. And it's, that's, that's a tragedy because, you know, a good young player like that who was at the peak of a game and playing so well was only going to get better to, to lose a year of a career is, is a tragedy there's no other word for it and I'm I hope she's back as soon as possible uh the club are back to now with that with that deal today a new contract so they obviously agree with us about how good she is and, and the future and and when she says it, things are only going to get better that's scary for everybody else because she was unplayable at times last season not just her goals but her delivery and her all-round play as well was fantastic and the link-up players she had with some of the players. I remember the goal uh, that Lauren scored, the header at Arsenal away when we beat them, and, and Chloe was unplayable. Like, they're fantastic performance that day. She was the OSC player of the season, and correctly so, because she was, you know, outstanding. So it's made my day, that. It's a real boost for us just before the derby as well, so I'm really chuffed to see that today. Described as one of the game's brightest talents. I mean, how pleasing is it, firstly, to see a player commit to the club, but again, just sort of kind of commit to the club, but just shows again that, you know, things are working well behind the scenes. You know, everyone's buying into Gareth Taylor and the vision and the plans that he has for the future of the club going forward. I think I think it shows a, a number of things. I think it shows that they rate Gareth as a, as a coach um, and as a, as, a, as a motivator. I think they like the setup. I think that she likes to train, you know, and, and she's got the best rehab in 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 you you know in Europe, you know, in terms of being able to rehab properly, you know, with the, you know, the, and, and getting the medical support and the physical support she needs. But more importantly, I think she recognizes that the squad 
is very united, a very close squad. And that's the sort of, she wants to play with players that are as motivated as her to be successful. You know, if you're a really good world-class player like she is, and she is world-class, as Dave rightly said, she was unplayable before the injury. She, she can only learn from the likes of Lucy Bond, Steph Orton, Jill Scott, those sort of players that have been there, done it all, but have always been model professionals. And I think that's what she's looking for. She's looking to learn from those experienced players to build back into the game. And if she comes back anywhere near the form she showed last season, she'll be player of the season again because she was unbelievable. And it's a great bit of business. And it's part of a series of long-term contracts that the club have been uh, issuing recently. So the club are clearly looking to the future because we, you know, some of our players you know, are coming towards the end of the careers and we're now starting to look to how to, how to replace those. And Chloe is going to be absolutely critical in us not only winning the title again, which is long overdue, but really competing at the top level and perhaps be able to compete to win the Champions League, which is obviously the next step for the club. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's utterly fantastic and definitely can't wait to welcome her back on the pitch. Dave, Paul, thank you both so much for your time. Uh, really appreciate it. Always great to catch up with you both and uh, hopefully we look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Yeah, well, I'll be, I'll be chanting away as much as I possibly can. And my daughter, though I can't keep quiet at any point during the game, will we'll probably have to probably restrain her from running onto the pitch at some point. Get, some, <laughs> get carried away. See you Sunday, guys. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, thanks for having us on again. Take MCW Fancast. And that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks to Dave and to Paul for both joining me on this week's show. We'll be back next week and we'll be uh, not really looking ahead to any games because it's an international break, but we will be recapping on the Manchester derby, uh, the highs, the lows <laughs> and everything in between. Uh, thanks to Charlotte for editing this week's episode. And uh, yeah, have a great week, everyone. If you're at the game on Sunday, hope to see you there. Uh, if you haven't got the tickets, the game will be broadcast live. It kicks off at half 12. It's on BBC Two and the live coverage starts from quarter past 12. Have a great week, everyone. Yeah.